This is Central Carolina Journal, a program that highlights events, programs, and slices of life happening throughout our communities. I'm Fred Brucker. Thanks for joining us. What do you think of when you go downtown? Some of us may think of heading into Raleigh or Durham or Greensboro or Fayetteville, but every community has its traditional center of business. Sanford's downtown, served by Carthage, Steele, and Wicker Streets and their immediate environs, has had a facelift in the past few years, both in aesthetics and in renewed interest as a center of activity. Kelly Lodotti is the executive director of Downtown Sanford Incorporated. She came in studio to talk about the opportunities that the city center offers in general, as well as upcoming events throughout the rest of 2022, including Street Fest, which is happening on Saturday, October 8th. So Kelly, I was trying to do a little bit of research before you came into the studio, and I was looking up various things within Sanford, uh, chambers of commerce and things like that, and I saw several different organizations that were listed, including yours, Downtown Sanford, Inc. So help me out a little bit here. What exactly is Downtown Sanford, Inc.? What is its purpose? Downtown Sanford Incorporated was established in 1984 as a nonprofit. So um, we were we are with the NC Main Street program, which is under the Department of Commerce, Rural Planning, and the goal is to basically champion downtown Sanford. That's what our mission is. We are uh, we have four different parts of our organization with economic development, which we call economic vitality promotions. So that's why we're all of our events and we do promotions. I'll talk to you later about some of the promotions that are not events. So we do that. We also have an organization committee uh, which focuses on the, the body of our work and then we have a design committee. So we have one committee set aside solely to historic buildings and renovations in downtown and keeping our historic designation. So our organization takes all four of those pieces and we put it to champion downtown Sanford, basically. So for our purposes here, let's define what downtown Sanford is. Yes, that's a great question. We are a 17-block tax district and it's called the Municipal Service District and they pay a tax in that district, the building owners and the business owners there. Um, that tax can go up or down uh, depending on what revenue neutral is for that that term uh, when the property evaluations go out. And then when you're in that tax district, that money goes back into promoting your district. And so that's where my budget comes from um, to go back and support the economic vitality of the downtown area. So it goes from Chatham Street, to answer your question specifically, all the way down to where the Elks Club comes to a point, where Carthage and Wicker Street meet at the Elks Club. Okay. I had seen signs in that area, at least some of the parking lots, like Horner Square. Yes. That would be kind of that area there. And then that would be the stinks from, like, the Jonesboro District. Well, Jonesboro District is not a part of our tax district. They are their okay. own separate downtown area. 
So we are just everything in between Wicker and Carthage Street from Chatham and then where Wicker and Carthage meet. So then would the that downtown area, that geographic area also be primarily what makes you distinct from organizations like the Sanford Area Growth Alliance, the Sanford Area Chamber of Commerce? A hundred percent. So and we also in my building, so we are located at Depot Park. We are in the old depot building uh, behind the railroad house. And in my space is also Visit Sanford. So there's another organization for you. And Visit Sanford's mission is tourism. It is to get visitors here. So Wendy and I work well together in that downtown Sanford provides events and promotions. um, And typically downtowns are the hearts of the community. Um, And so we partner with Wendy and she drives visitors to us through her advertising dollars. So let's talk about downtown in particular for a moment and some of the things that have happened over the past several years. And what sort of ways have you seen the downtown area evolve? So, gosh, six plus years ago, uh, we had Mayor Mann in office and a uh, exciting council group, and they put out a bond referendum and were able to pass it. And they did a uh, restoration of downtown Sanford. So we did a streetscape project where they buried the power lines and they did sidewalks. And it's very walkable now. Um, and I would say that that has been the biggest area where we have seen um, new life and new growth come into downtown over those last six, seven years since then. It's easy to get around now. It's very pedestrian friendly. Um, and we've had a lot of investment come into downtown since that um, streetscape project. So why is it important in this day and age for us to really have a concentration on a downtown district of a city? I mean, a lot of what happens, especially in this area, at least in my observation, is that you see a lot of growth and you see a lot of people moving to more suburban and rural areas, and you're even seeing businesses pop up along rural areas on major corridors. Is downtown even really relevant anymore? And if it isn't, why should it be? I think it is relevant. I think people, um, I'm I'm now a part of the 40-year-old crowd. So I think that 30-year-old, the the, um, older 20-year-old crowd, they like the walkability. They like the nightlife. They like the opportunity to live, work, and play all in the same area. So I do see that the downtown's are becoming vital parts of the community right now for that next generation that's coming through that's um, that working force. They want to be able to be living and working all in the same place, Um, park their cars and shop and dine and have a nightlife. And I think downtown does that. You know, I can't help but wonder, too, if some of the things that we're seeing in the commerce side of things where for a while people were going to malls and plazas and Mm -hmm. big box stores and things like that and we're seeing this evolution of people not going to big box anymore as much as uh, perhaps some of the online retailers and things like that and i wonder if that has played a role in at all in terms of people having a desire to have a more central sort of district like a downtown I think so. And I think, too, the pandemic has played a little bit of part in that. I've seen a huge support of small businesses versus big box. Uh, People want to support the small businesses within their communities. Uh, I think you get better customer service. Um, They're going out of their way, those owners, to make sure that you have what you need. Um, So I would definitely say that that is part of the downtown life as well. Yeah. 
And you got to wonder, too, with the way that things have been going over the past couple of years, you mentioned the pandemic, people moving out of larger areas like Raleigh and Durham and Greensboro. And we're uh, besides people just moving out, wanting more space, you're also seeing people working from home, uh, wanting different opportunities in their home life. And you're seeing growth in the areas like the Triangle and the Triad. Um, are there ways that Sanford can benefit from that sort of, uh, I don't know if I want to call it an exodus, but it does seem like urban sprawl has taken on a different dynamic. I definitely think um, we are set apart from other communities. You know, our neighborhoods that we already have right now, they have a little bit more property to them, so you're not just on top of everyone like you might be in Wake County area. Um, I know that that might shift in our community too as we're getting some higher density residential um, neighborhoods, but our old original neighborhoods that have been a part of the community forever have been a big attractor, I think, to people. Um, I think people are just now realizing in the last couple of years that we are just 20, 25 minutes from the Apex Holly Springs area. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've so long, everybody thought, gosh, if I was going to go to Raleigh, it was going to take me an hour to get there. But, you know, number one is a quick trip up and back. You know, you can do that and head to Target. Everybody always wants to know about a Target. Um, but you can be at the tar- Target in Holly Springs in 25 minutes. You know, do your shopping and then be back home in another 25 minutes. So it could be a three-hour trip for you, including shopping. We have gotten a huge um, following of women that like to shop in our downtown Mm. we have four fantastic women's boutiques and they report to me um, on a consistent basis that they have a huge holly springs and apex following of shoppers that come down here so we're just a short drive and i think people are just now discovering us well i think that's really fascinating plus the fact that we see a lot of businesses that are coming closer and closer to sanford biotech has become really big in the past few years some of the uh, announcements of uh, facilities that are going to be opening up in nearby chatham county um you know so perhaps not just sanford becoming a bedroom community because it is not a big deal to drive to Cary or to raleigh but the fact that you could have an even shorter commute to a place like moncure or siler city Uh, and still have decent jobs, uh, I can't help but think that that would be a positive thing as well. It's 100% positive, yes. You know, it's not just Wake County that people are driving to anymore. Uh, We have a big military base here, which is nice. You know, not the base here itself, but, you know, a lot of people that um, work in the military, they live here as well. Um, I think that people are just now discovering that hometown feel, and they really like it. They, They like the welcome that they get and the smile on their face and Um, It just feels comfortable to be here. We're going to talk about some of the community events that are going to be happening uh, in Sanford over the next couple of months. But maybe we've already answered this question to a certain degree, but why don't we tackle it head on? Why is it important to have various types of community events in the downtown? Quality of place and quality of life is what people talk about all the time right now. And I think that that's what sets... um, other communities apart and so you want to feel like you have something for your family right so different types of events uh, attract others and so you want to make sure that the events are something for everybody in the community so we work really hard at doing just around 19 events or promotions throughout the year Um, we get all of our funding for our events are through community partners so i do everything that 
happens for the Sanford community and the region around through sponsorship dollars. Um, so then in that turn, we'd like to make sure that our events are what our sponsors want to see too. So it's important to showcase um, and offer things for everybody in the community. And I think you bring that up. That's an important point for us to address is that I think sometimes when we think of Chamber of Commerce type organizations, it almost sounds like it's some sort of a quasi government agency, mm -hmm. but you are a true nonprofit and mm -hmm. you get your funding from those that donate into the system. We do get part of our funding from the city of Sanford. That was a contract signed in 1984 for the development of downtown Sanford Incorporated. But we do, because we are a nonprofit, we do funnel our events through sponsorship dollars. Um, and it makes me very proud that every year, you know, the same companies continue to want to give to us. So we know that we are putting on uh, wonderful experiences for that quality of life piece here in the community. And I think that the chamber, um, they do get confused with downtown Sanford frequently. So the chamber here is wonderful and they have a strong membership base. Um, Susan Gomez is the new director of the Chamber of Commerce, and that is now also a collaboration with SAGA, the Sanford Area Growth Alliance. They're in one space. Um, and, you know, their their job is business support, business development, jobs. And, and so they're doing such a great job of that networking piece. So they're a valuable piece to our community as well. So let's talk now about some of the events that are going to be coming up, and in particular, one that's going to be coming up next weekend, the Downtown Sanford Street Fest. Um, this is something that is uh, becoming an annual event. Uh, anything new or exciting that we should expect this year? Well, this is our fifth annual Street Fest, so we're really excited to have been doing this for five years now. The festival... Um, was born from the Streetscape project. So we did have to take a year off because of the pandemic. So it should be in its sixth year, but we're celebrating the fifth annual this year. We will have fireworks. Um, fingers crossed that all weather is great. Last year we had to move the fireworks to Christmas and then had to move them again. Um, but we will have uh, stilt walkers this year. We'll have bubble artists. We have all of the Wishes character companies. So we have five different Disney characters. And we have three fantastic bands this year. So opening us up will be the Simple Tones. They are a local group, very um, well-loved with, here within the community. Then it'll be Chairman of the Board. That'll be the second group. And then the finish for the night, starting at 630, will be part-time, party-time band. So we have three wonderful performances on the main stage that will take place on Steel Street. We have a second stage with all local groups performing, um, a variety of children's performances. Um, we have uh, some other demonstrations on Charlie Watson Lane. There's a karate group that's going to be performing. We have a kazoo parade that's going to happen, sponsored by the Lee County Orchestra this year. So we're really excited to have them. They've purchased 100 kazoos, and they want the kids to go around downtown. Okay, can I just, just yes. tell you, it's, it's interesting to me, you're going to have an orchestra playing <laughs> kazoos and giving out kazoos. Um, we're going to hear the best of Chopin, Beethoven, what's... Well, they are doing it in partnership because they actually have two performances that day. So they wanted to be a part of the festival. And we said, you know, why not have an orchestra kazoo parade for children just to get kids involved um, and, and to know a little bit about the orchestra. We wanted to have a petting zoo, but because of their performance that day, an orchestra petting zoo. Um, 
that we couldn't do it. So hopefully next year, stay tuned for that one. Okay, that that's fascinating <laughs> as well. We might have to come, have you come back next year and talk about that. Yeah. Um, one of the things you mentioned, the fact of having something for kids with that in you know, these different events. And a lot of times we think of these downtown community events, especially when they're put on by organizations that are trying to promote business in the area. We think, oh, is this just going to be some sort of glorified sales pitch or infomercial for all the different businesses that are going on? Uh, What other sort of things uh, makes this a draw, especially for families? Uh, You know, you mentioned the uh, the kazoos. Uh, I very briefly heard something about uh, some bubbles and things like that. Uh, how do these things really add to the flavor of an event like this? We do try to put multiple layers to our festival. So we will have a fun zone that's specifically for children. That's put on by the Boys and Girls Club. Um, we have the music, you know, which is for adults typically, you know, the bands, that kind of thing. But it is a day full for the family. Um, there are 42 craft artisan vendors this year. So you're not just going to see businesses out there promoting their business that day. These are 42 handmade craft artisan vendors. So we have woodworkers and glass etchers, um, potters, all different jewelry makers, all different kinds of things. Baked goods will be out there for the day. 19 food trucks. Okay. We got to talk about the food trucks too, because I don't know about you. Uh, I am a few years older than you, but I remember once upon a time, we didn't call them food trucks. We called them roach coaches. You kind of went to the truck because it was there, you were hungry, you needed something to eat, but food trucks have really kind of taken on a culture of their own. It's a culinary delight now. I mean, people, uh, I was joking with one of the people that has helped put this festival on with me, Kelly Miller. She's the PIO for the city of Sanford, and she loves to plan her whole day around the food trucks. Um, And we have an international choice of these 19 trucks for that day. So we're really excited about that. And I think that the food trucks, the owners have seen the value in our festival and that we do bring the people out. And they have really strong days um, at these festivals too. So people love a food truck. They love food. They love good brews. Um, all kinds of things. You mentioned the international aspect of it, and I think one of the things that's interesting, I actually spoke with Tim Emmert of Hugger Mugger Brewing a few weeks ago before uh, the uh, event that he had put on and uh, talking about the food trucks and the opportunities that you get to be able to uh, experience different types of cuisine that you might not necessarily get at your local restaurants in a downtown or in adjoining areas and helping to kind of create that sort of uh, awareness and enhancement of of food culture within our region. It is wonderful to bring that international um, aspect to it as well. We've done that also through a group called El Refugio, and they are going to be on Moore Street talking about the Day of the Dead. Mm. So, you know, we have a large Hispanic population here in this community. They are part of our tapestry, and um, so we have a whole area that they get to they're going to do some sugar skulls with children, so they'll have that opportunities there. Uh, they're going to have an altar to talk about the Day of the Dead. So we've really tried hard to um, have an option and an opportunity throughout the entire festival for anybody in the family. Uh, that's really good to know. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I do like the uh, the sense of bringing the whole community together and trying not to leave anybody out. Um I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is known for its fireworks. I have high expectations <laughs> for fireworks. Uh, 
anything special planned for the fireworks uh, for Street Fest? So we love ending the festival with a little DJ Be Free. So Bill Freeman comes out there and does a great dance party. I've, I've not heard of him. Who's that? Oh, gosh. Bill Freeman's wonderful. <laughs> Bill, um, I'm sorry. I know you're listening. Uh, so he does a great dance party for the kids that starts at eight o'clock over at the depot park and everybody the concert ends on steel street at eight thirty. so between the dance party going on and then the last show with part-time party time band people they move over to moore street and to the depot and get their places for the fireworks that will be shot off um Past Yarborough's ice cream, so over in that direction, you'll be looking up to the sky. And it's a good 20, 25-minute production. The city does a really great job. Um, Ken Cotton, the deputy fire chief, takes care of that for us, and they do a great job of putting on a really fabulous show. Okay, so let's recap for folks uh, talking about Street Fest. Date, time, location, all of that, uh, if people have questions. October 8th, next Saturday, the weather already looks fantastic, so plan to spend the entire day. Food trucks and vendors will be open by 1 p.m. The music begins at 2 p.m., and then fireworks start at 8.45. So plan to spend your day from 1 or 2 p.m. until 9.15 when we close it down. All of the Wicker Street, Carthage Street, Moore Street, and Steel Street will be closed. There's parking all around the area, so find a place to park um, and walk into downtown and bring your chairs or whatever you want to and set up your space and come dine and drink and shop and support our small businesses as well. They will all be open that day, too, so don't just go to the craft artisan vendors. Go into our downtown shops and find something maybe you haven't seen before. Sounds like it's a great event. Looking forward to it coming around next weekend. You did mention earlier on that... There are several different events that Downtown Sanford, Inc. uh, sponsors throughout the year. And looking at your calendar, there's some that are coming up just even in the next several weeks. Let's go into some of the things that are coming up after Street Fest. We are right in the middle of event season. So October 13th begins our Boo and Brew Ghost Tour. Uh, That Thursday night, the 13th or the 14th, I'm not looking at a calendar, but the 13th or the 14th will be a special night in a partnership with the Temple Theater. Um, and the Railroad House. So if you're really into um, us telling you how to dine and drink in our six restaurants in downtown Sanford and two breweries, um, then come on that Thursday night, and you might see some ghosts walking around downtown Sanford to support the story. Bill Freeman has been a great uh, partner in this project as well. So you can use the Odocast app to hear our ghost story, and we encourage you to... Um, follow the map and do our we have a progressive dinner throughout that night so you can eat and drink throughout all six locations in downtown Sanford and we tell you exactly what to do so it's real easy just plan to grab some friends and come downtown that Thursday night so that's Boo and Brew it's the last three weekends in October so it almost sounds like an adult trick-or-treat it is an adult trick-or-treat absolutely Uh, we do children trick-or-treating October 29th so that'll be 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. in downtown Sanford And then that same night, we will be watching um, a movie at the park. So we're real excited about having a Halloween movie, Hocus Pocus, in the park that night. And we will have popcorn there for you. And then that leads into our shopping season. So November 6th is Downtown Holiday Open House. That's a 50-plus year tradition after church, typically. Um, All the shops are open on that Sunday. And the holiday shopping season begins. 
Then we have Small Business Saturday, which is the Saturday after Thanksgiving, where we will launch our downtown holiday punch card. And then December, that Sunday, I think it's December 4th, will be Sunday with Santa. So a lot of things to carry us through into the end of the year, into the holiday That's season. Right. Um, what are some of the uh, things that you expect coming down the pike in 2023? Any major goals or emphases that you're going to be focused on uh, as downtown Stanford? As a board, we are working with... Um, you know, developers and investors that have bought properties in downtown Sanford. So we're excited to see those projects launch in the next couple of years. Um, they are larger department stores, so we're excited to see what those spaces are able to turn into. Um, again, we'll start planning events immediately. We plan a year out, so we'll launch our events in January for the upcoming year. Um, and just increasing that quality of life piece to downtown Sanford to draw more visitors and, and expose more people to what we have to offer. So in the couple of minutes that we have left, let's make a final appeal. Maybe someone's listening that uh, maybe hasn't really thought a lot about the life of a downtown uh, because we have had such a culture where we've either gone to the mall or we've gone shopping online or hadn't really thought about the small businesses that are right in the center of our community. Um, why should we care? Why is it so important? I challenge you. I challenge you to park your car and just walk around the floor, the four central business blocks that we have. So that's the main walkable area of downtown. And um, these business owners have put their livelihoods into their small businesses. There's really something for everyone. There's children's shops. There's women's shops. There's home goods. Uh, there's furniture. You know, you really can support small businesses by coming to downtown Sanford. Our restaurants are good. Um, you don't just have to drive out of Sanford anymore to get what you need. We really have it all right here. So I, it's a challenge. That's what I would say. Park in downtown one day, find a good space, and, and just walk and explore and see what you haven't found. Our public art is also huge, so that's another great piece to it. If you haven't seen that, we have a, a mural trail. Um, we, you, know, you can do that through the Odocast app as well. So there's just a lot to find and explore, and um, come take a peek. And then come see us at the Visitor Center. We are happy to always tell you what you can do in downtown Sanford, and we're located at 106 Charlotte Avenue. All right. Fantastic. And once again, one more time, uh, a great opportunity to do that for the first time would be next weekend at Street Fest happening October 8th. Uh, give us the hours one more time. 1 p.m. vendors and food trucks will be open, but 2 p.m. the music begins. Fireworks will be at 845. Downtown Sanford Street Fest and Fireworks is happening on Saturday, October 8th in, appropriately enough, downtown Sanford. Information on everything happening, including a schedule of events, a map, and a list of food offerings and other vendors can be found online at www.sanfordstreetfest.com. A calendar of events for other happenings in downtown Sanford can be found at downtownsanford.com. Also on that website is information about things available outside of special events, like arts, dining, and shopping, along with links to many other resources that are useful for both the public and for local businesses. 
The phone number for Downtown Sanford, Inc. is 919-718-4659. And their office is located at the intersection of Chatham Street and Charlotte Avenue, across the tracks from Depot Park. Finally, you may recall Kelly mentioning an app that allows you to take a walking tour of the various murals you can see in Sanford. Otocast, spelled O-T-O-C-A-S-T, is available from Google Play or the Apple App Store. And when you search for Sanford, North Carolina, we'll include a map of the locations of each piece of art, along with an audio description of that piece. For those that prefer paper guides, there's a link available in the description for this broadcast at www.883wuaw.com forward slash ccj. Just look for episode 2216. By the way, that website is where you can find all past episodes of Central Carolina Journal. Once again, that's www.883wuaw.com forward slash ccj. You can also search WUAW on your favorite podcast app. And if you have an idea for a future episode, give us a call at 910-814-8859 or email us at wuaw at cccc.edu. Central Carolina Journal is a public affairs presentation of Central Carolina Community College and its radio stations 90.5 WDCC and 88.3 WUAW. I'm Fred Brucker. Thanks for listening.